0: Hello everyone, Tyler here. Send help, all we have in the Desert Is Beer and Movies podcast, contains explicit language, and covers rated R movies. So, listener discretion is advised. Hi, post-production Tyler here from the future! This podcast was recorded on February 28th, and it is... Like, early April, when I'm editing this. Yes, I know, I've kind of dropped the ball a little bit on, you know, editing this in a timely manner. But, March was quite the month. So, hopefully, we'll get back to the regular scheduled program soon. As soon as internet problems are fixed and all that stuff. I am working on a new intro for you guys soon. So, hopefully, episodes following this one will have said new intro so that's something to look forward to. Anyway, enjoy the show.
1: How do I sound? Do I sound like a man going through puberty?
0: No, not really. Not really? No. I
1: feel like I sound like a man going through puberty.
0: Well, no, your your voice would be much higher.
1: How do I sound?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: once I start coughing, I can't stop.
0: <laughs> can't stop. Whoa, stop. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I took one of those at-home COVID tests, and I don't have COVID, so it's just allergies.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it'd be pretty bad if... uh, Yeah, right before I
1: start a new job, fucking kill me.
0: (laughs) I almost tapped the screen. (laughs) Like it was a touchscreen, because that's a total thing. Sorry. Oh, wow, that's good.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome (laughs) to... Send help. All we have in the desert is Beer and Movies Podcast. That's Tyler. And that's k And this is going to be our last week for a month.
0: Yeah, we are going through some changes for the I'm month.
1: I'm going
0: through changes. Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, we're going through some changes for the month of Marth. Uh, Marth? Uh, shout out to you Smash Brothers fans. Uh, For the month of March, with a CH there, Uh, and so we won't really have the time to record episodes and or edit them. Yeah, so so
1: we're taking a month off. We're moving, we're starting new jobs, we are, or I'm starting a new job, we're moving as a unit. It's going to be crazy, so we decided to take a month off, so this is going to be our last episode for a month. Sorry to our one listener. (laughs) Um,
0: And then when we do come back, I promise I will be a little bit more... On the ball with editing.
1: Yeah, well, also, we will be more on the ball with recording and editing. I plan on learning how to edit so Tyler doesn't have to do it all by himself. Well, I'm also
0: a lazy piece of shit, so there's that. Well,
1: at least you know it about yourself. (laughs) (laughs) No, no,
0: no! Don't say no. You are.
1: I'm a lazy (laughs) piece of shit too. Like I am not about to freaking deny it. Okay. Ugh. Okay. So this week's beer is Tyler's pick.
0: Uh I thought it was a pretty uh pretty on the nose one for our movie this week. Uh it is Kilt Lifter. Uh Scottish amber, a uh, Scottish style amber. Arrow. Uh there is no real blurb about it. It is just the Kilt Lifter.
1: It's the Kilt Lifter. Cue the bagpipes. Cue it.
0: <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs>
1: um i haven't tried it yet um however as you can tell my allergies are killing me currently so let's see if i can actually taste it
0: i have allergy medicine you could have asked for some. yeah
1: you have benadryl
0: i have benadryl and then a weaker form of it
1: i know but i don't i have to bowl tonight i can't be fucking
0: uh... nonsense yeah okay. you know i sleep, i bowl better right after a nap
1: I'm not going to have time to take a nap. Well, We're recording, and then I have to I'm go bowl. I'm super lethargic,
0: and then I bowl better. So if you're super lethargic, it'll probably work out the same, right? You know, that's maybe. how that works. We'll see.
1: All right. Let's see. Malty, toasted, love, <laughs> orange, or er, little, yellow, different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like it. It's a. It's got a little bit more... It's it reminds me a it's got a lot bit. of flavor yeah it's got a lot of flavor it kind of reminds me a little bit of Blue Moon but with a little bit more like edge to it yeah kind of like how Cherry <laughs> Coke is basically like so Dr. Pepper is basically Cherry Coke with a lot more edge to it a little bit more spicy yeah
1: yeah so this is uh, Four Peaks Brewing Company um Kilt Lifter Scottish Scottish style Amber Ale and it's pretty good it's in the most Scottish area good.
0: of the country you know Arizona. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, actually, that reminds me. I do want to say one thing. Um it has nothing to do with Scottish or anything like that. I just want to send all of our love to Ukraine. Oh, um, yes. I can't even imagine what they may be going through. I am so petrified and astonished at what is going on and i'm so sorry to everybody who may be going through the raid that they are going through um
0: and if you would like to donate to ukraine you can do that their patreon went down because patreon took it patreon as a company took it down
1: because they're Nazis themselves no no, no, no. Uh, no it was
0: just against uh, terms of service you can't uh, gotcha. you can't post a page that is for like a country well no that is for uh, supplying funds for war
1: ah uh, gotcha uh, which but, makes sense yeah. I guess but the Ukrainian
0: um, uh, like their treasury department has actually put up a link to where you can just donate directly to the Ukrainian government I'll see if I can find that maybe but mm. that's basically what it is yeah. Um, and
1: I mean there is I mean the entire world is behind them. If, if there are there are a few subsets who are not um, but for the majority the entire world is behind them. And also their president if oh, I Oh, Zelensky's a badass, uh, man. Uh, seriously, I am so Freaking! I'm not even Ukrainian, and I'm proud. Like <laughs> I am, I am so <laughs> proud of that man. And every day, I just my love grows for him.
0: The, the war stories that I'm hearing, uh, or seeing rather. I don't know if how many of them are actually true, but like some big ones that I've, I've seen have been like the ghost of Kiev. Oh uh, man, I love that one. Like which is a fighter pilot who has downed a confirmed six. But in unconfirmed 10 right. Russian you aircraft... Right, you fucking
1: get after it, bud. I have goosebumps. Look, I have goosebumps. You see them. I'm but then there's like, also, seriously just thinking about it. That man is the biggest badass. And also the 13 soldiers who lost their better. lives on Snake Island who told that Russian warship oh, alive, to go the fuck themselves.
0: They've been confirmed as alive.
1: They're alive?
0: Yeah. Are you fucking kidding yeah.
1: me? They
0: can't, They uh, released an announcement uh today saying they're alive
1: okay but still their last words may have been go fuck yourselves (laughs) and that's still fucking legendary and the fact that they're alive makes them even more fucking legendary it gets
0: better uh new story completely unconfirmed not as uh not as verifiable as the ghost of kiev but the ukrainian reaper is a ground soldier who has at least 20 confirmed kills
1: and then there's that married couple who got married the day that the fucking Russian forces invaded and they got married and then they... What did they do right after they got married? They went and got their arms and they started defending their fucking country. Hell yeah or the old like, man
0: who went to the uh right 80 years old yeah recruitment office right like, i'm gonna go teach these russians what for
1: right and he brought a few sandwiches and he's like i'm closest. doing i'm doing it for my my grandchildren like seriously yeah. the ukrainian people are fucking legends i know like, that seriously great. if this is not I don't think it's going to be at this point, but if this is not the start of World War III, it is still something that needs to go into the history textbooks because the Ukrainian people need to be recognized for how they handled this business. Yeah, this it is, is fucking outrageous. Awesome. Like, Kudos to you. Um, we stand with you. We yeah. stand with you so hard, and I can't do anything about it here in the desert russians Um, people
0: don't stand i mean mean, that's another
1: thing like we do not condemn russian people um for the most part the rush the russian people are not for this we i mean we do not if you're if you're russian and whatever like uh, for the most part the russian people do not stand with this this was not something that well, because you're not you're not democratic, so you guys didn't have a vote on it. You know that's not I'm how it works. Technically, like, a
0: democratic. they're democratic. No, no, they're totally ol- oligarchical. Yeah, there's there is a few people who say actually matters, and that's it.
1: Right. But I just wanted to say, the Ukrainian people, we are with you, and we are so. I'm kind of envious at your badassery, like honestly, because I cannot say that I would do the same if my country were under attack. However, I live in America, and nobody would attack us. So,
0: (laughs) I mean... Well, it would take a lot to actually get here.
1: Right, exactly. So, I stand with you 100,000 million percent, and I think that you guys are the most badass people, and I am sad that I have to live and see what happened to you, but I am happy that I get to see what you guys did in response.
0: Did you see the video of the Ukrainian soldier taking out a tank?
1: No, but I've seen a couple, I've seen a couple people with tractors, like towing tanks. They're (laughs) like, they're like, um, this is mine now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, basically it looks like someone just like off the street is recording it in a Ukrainian soldier comes out from behind a tree with basically, like, a bazooka-looking thing and just completely blindsides a tank that's, like, 50 yards away. And this tank is just annihilated. Yeah. It's fucking great. It's like, Lero! <laughs> yep. But, no, yeah. he, like, this, this conflict should be condemned. Yes. It should not have happened. Yes. Russia... And at every fucking turn could have gone a peaceful route in resolution, but they chose not to because they wanted this to happen. Zelensky, and they're, seeing,
1: they're 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 physically understanding the repercussions now.
0: Yeah. They are Zelensky has been yeah. has sent a peace talks delegation and the Russians have agreed to meet with them under no prior conditions. Mm-hmm. Zelensky has even said he's like I think this is absolutely not going to go anywhere, but I want my people to know I tried. And that dude
1: if he survives this, that dude deserves like an worldwide honorary medal of bravery.
0: Yeah, for fucking real.
1: Straight up. He's like this is he's my on the country. Front line. I am going I I could take my way out, but I'm not going to. I am going to fight. And that's all that matters. But anyway, we need to get off that. He's the
0: voice of Paddington, by the way. Uh, oh. Paddington Bear for the... The, the movie. For the localization. Oh. Yeah. He was oh. the voice for it.
1: Okay. But anyway, <laughs> Sorry. we need to get off a, of this before we get... He used to be
0: a get... comedian uh, on TV, so he no, has No, I know. Of...
1: And he was in Dancing with the Stars. And yeah. he was like, he's seriously the biggest <laughs> badass that I've ever, ever encountered. He and is the
0: world's most interesting man. <laughs> he
1: really is. I mean, like, he... There's nothing that man can't do, and I'm hey, happy yeah,
0: Equis, give that man a sponsorship. Yeah,
1: I'm happy that he is the one who is the face of the country that is in need right now. Um, but seriously, we could go on for hours and hours and hours, oh, yeah. but this is not a political podcast. However, we could do a political podcast. Uh, we're doing a movie podcast, so what so do you
0: write the kilt lifter? <laughs> so that's the end of the alcohol thing, man. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs>
1: uh <laughs> yeah sorry uh four peaks brewing company we do really enjoy your kilt lifter um i give it a 4.3
0: yeah i think that's a pretty fair yeah. thing i'll probably be around there yeah definitely at least a four yeah
1: i mean i drink it i drink it for sure like oh, i yeah. wouldn't i wouldn't balk if at i saw it.
0: this at a bar now knowing what it tastes like i'd probably order it
1: yeah i think it's at the bowling alley honestly oh, yeah huh yeah fun fact
0: all right. Well, cool. That's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah.
1: No, I like it a lot. It's uh, it's it's good. It's good. All right. Well, are you ready to get into this fever dream, this cult classic, this rite of passage, the movie this that was filmed in only Princess Bride. This
0: only. <laughs> No!
1: You mess me up, you motherfucker.
0: I told you I was going to stop at nothing to avoid talking about this movie. No, we have to talk
1: about it, though, because that's what we decided to do, or that's what I decided to do. Oh, and so you're the dictator of this also, podcast now. Also, no. Also, I am so sorry. I... um. I picked this movie because Meatloaf had just recently passed and I was like, do I want to do Fight Club or do I want to do Rocky Horror Picture Show? Was and my for Fight Club. I had chosen Rocky Horror Picture Show and I absolutely loved this movie in high school. I was obsessed with it and I was also obsessed with Fight Club, however since Meatloaf just died, I was like which one should I do? And I decided to go with Fi- or with a Rocky Horror Picture Show. But hold on, I had an entire intro written out. Okay, ready?
0: Go ahead. Okay, I got to start
1: over cuz they've already heard half of it, but I got to start over. Okay. The Fever Dream, the cult classic, The Rite of Passage, the movie that was filmed in only 5 weeks and the theatrical debut of Tim Curry, The Rocky Horror Picture Show.
0: <laughs> Cue canned applause. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> yeah.
1: Um, this movie is fucking weird. Yeah,
0: it is kind of weird.
1: <laughs> um, so I think I'm going to start it out with the way that we usually end it. What was your favorite part?
0: Oh, God. Ah. Ah. This is very hard because it's a movie that I...
1: And also, where do you think Denton is?
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say it's Denton, Texas. I'm it makes the say most it's sense. Denton,
1: Texas, too, because it Having kind Have of been looked, there but it was, and lived was, around
0: there? It makes the most sense. It
1: was filmed in England.
0: Okay, so it could be a Denton of England. Sorry. Right. I had a so birth if there.
1: there is a Denton in the UK, um, which is
0: funny because none of them speak with English accents, except for Tim Curry. Okay, but he's an alien, so he <gasps> gets a, pass. a
1: rocket. Rocky, <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah. but I mean, like Brad, yeah, Brad. Um, so <laughs> the Rocky Horror Picture Show is based off of a theatrical debut. Um, it was originally a play in London
0: by Richard O'Brien.
1: Something like that, yeah. It was in the movie. Yes, yes, he plays he is. Riff Raff, and yes, Riff Raff. I love Riff Raff. Um, but the movie is directed by Jim Sharman. Yes, Richard O'Brien the, wrote the original screenplay. Or, wrote, the, most wrote the of original the songs, script, I... not and a he screenplay. And, and then, then wrote,
0: most of the songs as well. Yes, yes.
1: And um,
0: I think there's only like one that he didn't.
1: Yeah, technically, this movie is science fiction. Yes. Which probably gives Tyler a minor minor aneurysm.
0: No, that's not why. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fever dream this th- that's what this movie is It really I, is i don't hate it for like any reason or anything like that i don't like like i said i don't hate it i'm just the feeling of what the fuck does not go away after about the 20 minute well, mark so
1: i think about it and it was filmed it, it released in 1975 so you also have to think about that okay. there's Transvestites, yeah, in 1975. Yeah, think about that. Think about how well this movie was not received. If
0: you are not comfortable with your sexuality, this movie really makes you feel uncomfortable. It really
1: is not. And Tim Curry is fucking legendary, Mm -hmm. like, he is so incredible. I think just willing to be. In underwear and garters and high heels. And he can run in high heels better than most women I know. Yeah,
0: for fucking real. But I think I I felt more uncomfortable the first time I watched this way back when, when you sat me down and forced me to watch this when I was like 15 or 16. Yeah. And that's the only other time that I had watched this. Now watching this 12 years later, I didn't feel like super uncomfortable. I just felt like, wow, this...
1: I should be high right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, this kind of reminds me of the absurdity of, like, The Yellow Submarine.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I in mean, that same yellow, kind of... The Yellow Submarine is something that you should watch while stoned, for yeah, sure. Yeah, this is in that yep. same
0: kind of uh, absurdist category of just movies that are just weird. Right. But that's it's, it. Like, it's,
1: it's, it's a weird movie. And when it released as a film... They realized because, like, Meatloaf went with um, Sherman to a, a screening of it, and they, they were the only ones in the movie theater. Hmm. And then they realized that the most, it was the midnight people, the people, the, the night owls, yeah. who would come out and watch it. And here in town where we live, there used to be a Rocky Horror Festival every year. Yeah. At one of the casinos here. And it was a major hit. People would dress up. People would do the time warp. They would do crazy things. I, and it was always the midnight showings that it's... it's this one is an of underground the, film. It's one of the longest running films in, excuse me, in um, theatrical history. Because it's still shown in theaters to this day. Well, yeah. It is... People will go watch it at midnight and do the time warp in the aisles of the movie theater. Like, it is so crazy. I absolutely... understand it when the time work comes on I get a visceral reaction and I want to stand up and jump to the right and or jump to the left and step to the right and put my hands on my hips and do the pelvic thrust like I want to dance to it I absolutely want to 100... step to the left yeah and that was supposed to be Vincent Price hmm. Vincent Price was supposed to be the fourth wall breaker oh. and it wasn't the way
0: this story is told is very interesting it's like a dramatization of a past event
1: right and also i mean susan sarandon is a fucking legend in herself oh yeah um she is like she's just so wonderful
0: to take that uh that song so seriously yeah and you know which one I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: that one. I mean, the I was watching it separate from Tyler and Tyler came in as I was watching the touch me. And um, we're brother and sister, so it's it's weird.
0: <laughs> I mean, I it was just one of those things where you don't get the rest of the context of the film and the absurdity has been slowly building up to that point. So just to be hit by that as like i walk in the door from work and i'm like what okay is happening <laughs>
1: yeah i mean the movie is an hour or a hundred minutes long
0: yeah it's pretty it's short.
1: it's not very long um and there's almost
0: no like just regular spoken dialogue
1: no it's it's in the beginning is a wedding and susan strandin's character janet who me and my friend jackie every time we bowl badly we say damn it Janet and
0: <laughs> this last week, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, Jackie wasn't there this week. Well, no, so... I remember,
0: uh, the guys next to us were like, damn it, man, and yeah, I was like, Janet, Janet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, so they, they're in a small Episcopalian church, yep, in Denton, wherever I want to say it's Denton, Texas, because <laughs> that's where we know. And Denton,
0: Texas would be the most likely place, other than a particular like four-block stretch of a street in Dallas, that I would expect people who like this film to be. Right. So. Right. But I it's mean, it's just kind of.
1: It also has cameos in that in that scene. Yeah. You, know, yeah, you, you have you, you have you have Tim Curry as the pastor. You have. Which is funny as hell. Richard O'Brien as one of the
0: curators. Yeah.
1: And then um, not Columbia
0: uh magenta
1: magenta as another of the curators and
0: and they're supposed to be like the people who they are later on.
1: Right, right. And I think that it's actually supposed to be like this is who we are by day.
0: Yeah. And then I can this see that. is
1: who we are by night. And the whole thing is is that magenta, riffraff and frankenfurter are Aliens. Aliens. That that's <laughs> it. I mean they're from transsexual Transylvania. But Transylvania is an actual place on Earth. Well, yeah. So that that's kind of where I didn't really understand it as a child where I just sat there and I thought they were literally from Transylvania. From yeah. where like Vlad Dracul was from. And well like all uh, these things.
0: Transylvania they explained later on. You'll have uh, transsexual is the planet they're from, and then Transylvania is the galaxy they're from.
1: Okay. Yes. Yes.
0: Um, yes. Which and it's fine.
1: They're. Um, you can tell that it's the 1970s based on the special the effects. special effects that come later on. Was this a
0: 74?
1: 75.
0: 75. So but this so is after, Star yep. after Star Wars.
1: After Star Wars. Yeah. It's yep. the year after Star Wars. But Star Wars does a lot better with the special effects. However, since this was a play first and then it became a motion picture, the people who were doing the motion picture were offered a bigger budget and they declined because they were just like, no, we just don't want to negate from the authenticity. They just wanted the craziness to carry on into the motion picture. It's I, I get it. I totally 100% get it.
0: I just had a, just a weird offhand thought. Has anyone ever taken like a, a different album and tried to sync it up to Rocky Horror Picture Show? What do you mean? Like, you know how... Are you
1: thinking of Deer Hunter again?
0: No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking like the same kind of thing where people sync uh, Dark Side of the Moon to Wizard of Oz. Has someone done that with Rocky Horror Picture Show?
1: No, but there is a weird connection to The Wizard of Oz with Rocky Horror Picture Show, but it's not coming to mind currently. I had read about it about 20 minutes ago and I am not <laughs> I well not 20, um uh, probably about 45 minutes ago and it's not coming to mind. But yeah, no, there is a weird connection with Wizard of Oz and Rocky Horror Picture is Show. Is it the
0: rainbow connection?
1: No no it has nothing <laughs> to do with a the rainbow there was a connection and i'm not i'm not it's not computing currently yeah, but yeah, yeah. i mean whatever our one <laughs> listener can look it up themselves
0: <laughs> i was making a bad joke yep yeah. i wasn't saying that it, okay never run i'm not gonna explain the jokes it's not funny
1: because <laughs> because it's fucking bunk <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey my bad jokes are bad jokes okay
1: yes um but you still haven't answered what your favorite what your favorite part was.
0: It's it's hard to give a favorite part to this movie because it's just so absurd out it of just really nowhere. It really is. I think one of my one of my favorite gags is the electromagnet that pulls uh, Doctor Everett Scott up the stairs yes, and shit. It's
1: so funny because I read something that the reason why he came through the wall. Mm-hmm. when his wheelchair was being pulled by the electromagnet was because the set people forgot to add an extra door. <laughs> so he didn't even realize that he was going to be pulled through a wall. And then all of a sudden he just gets pulled through a wall. And I like he's to think that just, the only way
0: up uh, to that lab is actually the elevator. Yeah. It would leave a plot hole of like, well, how did the gallery get up there?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Why did, Why were they all of a sudden there? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, no, I, don't I don't know. They're I don't aliens. know. And what also, are, are they do?
1: aliens or are they just random humans who come to party?
0: You know what? They're probably the same type of people who go out to Roswell who are like really big alien freaks. And they're like, you know what? You're on board with all this, but no one's ever going to believe you. So we're cool with you being yeah, here. You, just, you can just <laughs> party here. It's fine. Uh, but the, one of the things I like about that gag is he goes in like a whole bunch of different directions With that electromagnet, it's like, that's not how magnets work.
1: I know. I know. (laughs) Oh, man. So, Everett Scott is a former professor of Brad and Janet, who are our protagonists, so to speak, I guess. The uh,
0: unfortunate couple.
1: Yes. Um, So, Brad and Janet, they go to a wedding in Denton, and they get all excited Janet catches the bouquet, and then as a result, Brad asks Janet to marry him, and then that comes the "damn it, Jan- I love you." Song. Janet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Janet. <laughs> damn Janet. Damn it, Janet.
0: Janet. Anyway. Yeah. There's gonna uh, be a lot of damn it, Janets. Yeah.
1: Um. And so. Which is funny because we have a cousin named Janet. I know. And I love that her. Was, yeah. Shout out oh. to Janet. Because she listens to this every once in a while. Damn it, Janet. I love (laughs) you. Um, But then they're going to decide. they're, They're deciding to go out and visit their former professor, Everett Scott. Yes. And on their way out there, they get a flat tire in the middle of a huge rainstorm. And Brad says, oh, hey didn't we get a cat didn't we see a castle a which, few miles back which which is it's casual like, as <laughs>
0: audacious as texans yeah. are i would not be surprised if there was a random fucking castle that someone built out in. there's a
1: random castle out in the middle of nowhere here in the desert huh there's, it's just a random castle and i just you know what cool more power to you maybe do we you should have go the there money? and do the yeah. time work see what happens yeah, right well it's They'd a, just be it's like, more of like a ranch so they'd probably shoot so us it's, for it's being a manor. weird. It's yeah. an old manner. Yeah, but so they're like, "Oh, hey, we have a castle. We saw a castle a few, few miles back, and I'm gonna go check it out." And Janet says, "Well, I'm going with you." So that's it. Yeah. And then they do the time warp. The time. Well, they get to the castle. Riff Raff opens the door, and Riff Raff's weird. Like, he's just, he's weird. He has a receding hairline a and back. says, you're wet. And Janet says, well, it's raining
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, okay, and the point is. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so they walk into the castle. Janet says, oh, are you having a party? And Riff Raff says, well, you came on a very very lucky night and then magenta says we're all lucky (laughs) she has a duster even though there's cobwebs all over the place she obviously has not been doing her job
0: yeah it's a big jacket yeah it's brown yeah
1: yeah she and um they walk into the party and that's when the time warp comes on
0: yes you didn't say what your favorite part was
1: well because you haven't asked me
0: what is your favorite part
1: my favorite part because
0: is... I, I don't want to go through a timeline. No, we're not movie. gonna. We're <laughs> not gonna. We're not gonna
1: go through it. I was just trying to establish. Um, let's see. My favorite part is probably the night that they stay, and Frankenfurter pretends to be Janet and Brad, and seduces Janet and Brad.
0: <laughs> Dude. That whole sequence and then Janet going up to, like, the lab and everything. Right. Well, it's so funny because. Made me because pissed at Janet.
1: I mean, I was pissed at Janet, too, because I'm like, you're a little hypocrite, bitch. Yeah, because
0: she's like, oh, well, as long as you don't tell Brad, then has an affair with uh, Dr. Frankenfurter.
1: Right. But and then she goes
0: out there, sees that Brad went through the same thing, and is like, oh, I can't believe you would do such a thing. So oh, I'm gonna Rocky, you're looking pretty Rocky. nice.
1: But also, Rocky can't speak, but he can say the sword of Democules.
0: well he can sing he just can't speak
1: <laughs> he can sing but he can't speak and also the uh, rocky rocky serious uh, face <laughs> the uh the actor who plays uh rocky in the rocky horror picture show he is kind of ashamed yeah. of being rocky
0: why he
1: he uh I guess he they didn't runs. do a
0: particularly great job of hiding his receding hairline, but that's about
1: it. No. I mean, and also, like, the tiny gold shorts that he's in. Oh, the for whole time. fucking real. That's and not the worst thing
0: on the movie. Like, come on.
1: Also, the fact that he was made by who Frankenfurter has actually been identified as pansexual. Not, yeah, that makes sense. Not bisexual, not gay, not anything I like that. I thought he that. was transsexual. Yeah, well. well. <laughs> He's a sweet transvestite from Transsexual Transylvania. Yeah. He's a transvestite. You Transvestite yeah. can identify however they want.
0: I know. I, so, I was making a joke. I know. Jeez, yeah. you don't have well, to be yeah. so fucking. I, like, I'm going to be
1: PC things. about it, okay?
0: <laughs> okay, we watched this movie and had no problems besides the absurdity of it. I think we're about as PC as it gets, okay? Jesus Christ.
1: But yes, he's actually, like Tim Curry said, that he is actually pansexual.
0: It makes sense. It
1: makes sense uh, because you can fall in love with whoever you want to fall in love with. It doesn't matter whether you have a penis or a vagina. Who fuck cares? Um, but, well, it's just
0: you're attracted to everybody.
1: I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but so, yes. The scene where Janet and Brad are forced to sleep in separate rooms because they're not technically married. And Frankenfurter dresses up as brad and is able to change his voice to brad's because he's an alien tricks janet into being brad and then loses her virginity to to dr frankenfurter and then brad and you see brad um while he while frankenfurter singing the the sweet transvestite song you see brad kind of act kind of weird you know he kind of lays his head down his hair down he he acts kind of uncomfortable about the fact that he might be attracted to this man (laughs) dressed as a woman and then the second that frankenfurter comes into his bedroom later that night and pretends to be Janet, and then once he realizes that it's not janet he says just don't tell janet but we'll do it it's fine (laughs) it's um that's probably one of my favorite scenes because both uh columbia and magenta are watching on their their <laughs> their monitors cuz apparently there's tv ca- there's cameras in every room and they're just painting their toenails and yeah it's it's crazy i love that scene. i
0: i love the idea that it's like every somewhat you know picturesque masculine person like that It's like, you've had some serious gay thoughts at some point in your life. There's no getting around that. Every guy goes through that at some point. Every guy sees another guy and like,
1: this guy's a little bit more
0: attractive. I get that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm under the the belief that not everybody is 100% straight. I... One hundred thousand percent believe that i mean there's not one single straight man in this world who has not said i would i would fuck brad pitt <laughs> you know like anybody would fuck brad pitt
0: i mean i do it now A <laughs> fight club brad pitt
1: fight club brad pitt mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. <laughs> yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah but i'm We're, i'm also a female so that doesn't really well, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's one of those things where in 1975 that wasn't a thing. That was not
0: There were only a few people where it was kind of okay to be openly gay and it was like Elton John and Freddie Mercury that was about it. Right. Right. It's And even then a lot of people had problems with them because they're like I like your music, but I don't like your that you're gay. Uh, and really,
1: Elton John kept it more under wraps than Freddie Mercury did. Well yeah. I don't think it was even confirmed that Elton John was gay until like the 80s or 90s. I
0: don't know.
1: He was just... He I was, know that
0: they went out uh, in drag a bunch. Yeah, well, he just... I don't know if it was at that he time. He was
1: glittery and he wore high heels and he was a fucking badass. Yeah. He was more feminine than most women. And that's where people were saying, "No, that's not okay." However, who are you to say who another person is to be? you' it's not your it's not your it's, it's not, not your, your place. Yeah. So fuck you.
0: <laughs> that's kind of what, like, a lot of uh, problems that I have with some of the states going on right now, like Texas, because we keep talking about Texas in Denton and stuff. Has this whole thing where they're criminalizing parents because they're allowing their kids to be trans.
1: they're allowing their kids to be who they want to be, yeah, that's what that's what it is, or who they feel they should be, not want to be. but families if, are
0: having to flee Texas or lose their kids because of that because right. the governor of Texas has instructed uh teachers and several other government organizations that if they learn. That a kid is actively saying they're trans, that they're going to investigate their parents for child abuse. Yeah. Which is fucking horrendous.
1: Right. I'm actually not abusing my child by letting them be who they want to be. Hello, desert creature.
0: You're the only one who would actually probably blend into the desert, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, there's been a few times where I've lost him. Because he looks like the desert. This Um, is the cat.
0: The big orange one.
1: Yeah. Okay. So what do you think was the weirdest
0: Ooh, that's scene a, in the movie that's an interesting question i probably like the first part of the stage scene when they're statues and then become oh not yeah, statues. yeah yeah yeah
1: when they when they become statues yeah and also who stands just like like this like rocky did Rocky. Yeah, I mean, he
0: just... Rocky... Rocky is nothing but muscles. That's what he is. Right. Frankenfurter made him
1: because he is the, quote-unquote, picture-perfect way a male should look. Yep. Yeah, he has the V, he has muscles, and...
0: He His muscle structure is actually pretty similar to Brad Pitt and Fight Club. Right, exactly. Mentioned.
1: And it's funny because... After he is made, Susan Sarandon's character Janet says, "I don't really like muscles all that much."
0: But she comes around. But she comes
1: around to those muscles, that's for sure. And <laughs> um,
0: she really warms up to him. Holy shit!
1: Yeah, she does. She does. <laughs> Just touch, 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 touch me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, please don't say it like that.
1: <laughs> I can't oh, help God. it. I'm so congested.
0: <laughs> you have to sing it like she did. I don't even
1: touch, touch me. <sighs> I wanna be a dirty. Okay,
0: okay, it's out
1: there. <laughs> you asked, so I delivered.
0: <laughs> I didn't mean for you to go on beyond that.
1: Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, so he is the epitome of what Frankenfurter wants. Yes. And it's so funny because when you were first introduced to Rocky, he's covered in gauze. He's basically a human mummy in this fish tank, and there's a bunch of things that come down, and I read that... He was like uh, Tim Curry's character, Frankenfurter, mm-hmm. was being yelled at offset, saying, turn yellow, turn green, turn red, turn, or not green, turn, it was all primary color. So it was yellow, red, random red. Yeah. And so he was being yelled at, saying, turn this, turn this, turn this, turn this. And there's a point in time where you see this really, really source of frustration on his face. <laughs> and he is having a hard time knowing which one to turn and so it's a it's a human body wrapped in wrapped as a mummy which when you first see it
0: is actually submerged in water
1: right but then it's never wet again
0: and then it's never wet again so it had to have been filmed after the fact
1: right and also there's a plug over rocky's belly button Because since he wasn't born, there was no umbilical cord. So there's Mm -hmm. no reason for him to have a belly button.
0: So they had to add that. So they had to add a plug. Makes sense. Yeah.
1: I read that and I said, oh, I hate how much that makes sense and it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) But also, so where Meatloaf comes in, which is the whole reason why we reviewed this film, is because... So Meatloaf
0: isn't actually ever in this film. He's just embodiment as half of... His brain is in Rocky.
1: Well, he's in the film a little bit. No,
0: no, he's just not in the film. (laughs)
1: He's in the film for like fifteen seconds.
0: Yeah. (laughs) In the brief mention that he that half his brain was put into Rocky.
1: No. (laughs) And then he comes out and then Frankenfurter kills him. That was a
0: fever dream? That did not happen.
1: It did happen.
0: I will say that that is probably the least favorite, (laughs) like, musical number of the entire movie for me. (laughs) It is just, it feels so out of place.
1: It does, it does, it does. But also, um, the music number Uh in which that Meatloaf sings, uh, fuck, it's something, bless my soul. Rock. Fuck. I had it, I had it on the tip of my tongue. Hold on.
0: And this was your favorite movie at one point.
1: I know, I know. But I was also really, really high. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like watching it's, this movie high the, would be a the, very different experience. It's
1: something, something, bless my soul. Okay. Um. That uh, That Meatloaf sings. They're in their lab and Columbia, the light starts going off saying that it's going to start defrosting. And Columbia's like... <sighs> Eddie <laughs> She gets so excited and Eddie is played by Meatloaf and he Well came do a lot of things he to the do that. he came to the quote unquote compound a while ago and he ends up being the nephew of the professor. Yes. And he half of his brain is what's in
0: Rocky. Yes. So, which is why he doesn't matter.
1: Right. Well, his <laughs> his brain was put into Rocky, and then after that, he was frozen. And just it just so happens that while they are unfreezing Rocky or un they're bringing Rocky to life, and everybody happens to be in the lab that Eddie
0: is so, being unfrozen. Let me pose this question: Why freeze the motorcycle? Oh no. Oh no. Party foul has occurred.
1: Hopatootie. Hopatootie, bless my soul. Anyway. So I think they they froze the motorcycle because I don't think they were actually planning on freezing him.
0: But I why the motorcycle? The motorcycle did not need to be frozen.
1: No, they like, but I think it were was. Like, I think it was such an impromptu thing where they said like, "Hey, Eddie, come into this random enclave of the house," and he did, and now he's frozen. But and, that doesn't
0: explain the motorcycle.
1: But also, like, why is the motorcycle in the
0: house? Okay, but still why freeze the motorcycle?
1: <laughs> but that also like that would answer both of our questions. Why is the mo- why is the motorcycle in the house? I can understand and... why the motorcycles
0: in the house because they all bring motorcycles into the house, like all the guests and stuff because they arrive by motorcycle.
1: Yeah, but they don't really bring them into the house.
0: Okay, so here's my scenario. They are driving in you know a convoy of sorts. They have like a box truck and they snatch up Eddie up into this box truck which is but refrigerated. But then why
1: would Columbia be so in love with him? She had to at because least have
0: Because this was a this was a impromptu thing that they did because Frankenfurter actually was like that Eddie was his love and or their love interest for a little while. And this was the impromptu thing of when Frankenfurter decided, "Yeah, Eddie could be better." Let yeah, me from make From the time Eddie he better. was
1: born, he was troubled.
0: Yes. Um, and so they just snatched him up, like, on the highway. Because, you know, they're a motorcycle gang and stuff. And probably boxed him in into a truck of sorts that was refrigerated. And that's why the motorcycle's there. Because that's the only thing that I can think of that makes sense. Or maybe they, they swapped out the entire garage, if they had one, with a gigantic freezer. And that's what happened. I don't fucking
1: know. Maybe. But But the fact
0: that the motorcycle's there does not make any sense. The whole movie doesn't make any sense. If there's one thing that makes less sense than everything else, it's the fact that there's a motorcycle in a freezer. I guess. Because at least in the context of the movie, everything else makes sense.
1: Or they had Columbia lure him. Because the second that the... the I feel like
0: Columbia, with her reaction, wouldn't have done that, though.
1: She might not have known she was doing it.
0: I don't fucking know Yeah. still the fact that a motorcycle's in a freezer does not make any sense even with the absurdity of the rest of the movie because at least with the rest of the movie you have like a different alien culture with alien technology so why the fuck would you put a motorcycle in a freezer I'm going to be so fucking like hell bent on why there's a motorcycle in the freezer I'm just letting you know now because it's the one thing that does not make any sense to me in this movie
1: Well, did you know that Elvis was interested in playing Eddie's character?
0: Elvis? Elvis.
1: Elvis Presley.
0: I don't think he would have had the energy. He's too old at that point. Because didn't he die of a heart attack fairly soon after?
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, he was actually considered.
0: I mean, it makes sense.
1: Yeah. He he said, you know, I... Because, like I said, it had been a play beforehand, and... Elvis was super interested in playing Meatloaf, or playing Meatloaf, playing Eddie.
0: Playing Meatloaf, playing Eddie. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, and... Like, no, 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 I'm not going to play Eddie, I'm going to play Meatloaf. Yeah, what year was it
1: that Elvis died? Ah. 77, I think it was. Something like that.
0: But Um, when was, so was 75 in the uh, Vegas era? Of Elvis. Yeah.
1: I don't really know much about Elvis. I'm not going to lie about it. I had just read about that in the IMDb trivia notes. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. All right then. Yep. But it's interesting to think like, (laughs) but so when Eddie comes out, he has this giant gash across his head. Well, yeah, because half his burden was removed. But also, that's real.
0: That's real. Like him they actually his,
1: put yeah, Him and his stunt double fucked up and they had a massive collision and had a huge forehead fracture, like forehead, not fracture, forehead gouge hmm. on his head. And interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, all right then. I know. Commitment to the role, apparently. Yeah.
1: So Eddie, he's a method like, actor. Yeah meatloaf is only in the movie for about two minutes he's, he's there
0: for the number and then is brutally murdered
1: right. like he and should be and gone and it's hot patootie bless my soul i'm sorry that i couldn't think of that earlier i thought of it right after i did the party foul
0: i honestly <laughs> i think it's in bad test that we did a meatloaf movie where he dies
1: he dies in fight club too. i know
0: I just would have enjoyed Fight Club a lot more, so I'd rather have watched that. If we're going to pick a movie where Meatloaf plays a character who dies...
1: He has bitch tits in Fight Club, and his it's name funny. is Robert
0: Paulson. <laughs> You're right. He plays a character named Robert Paulson who dies by getting half and his head has exploded. bitch
1: tits. <laughs> you know what? He loses half
0: his head there, too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. Huh. It's ironic that he died of natural causes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, he didn't R&B. die of natural causes in either movie. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. Like in actual real life, he died
0: of natural causes. So wait, here's a weird theory: Eddie actually survived the brutal murder murder from Frank and and somehow was left behind by them teleporting the mansion. But that's... and he then grew up to become Robert Paulson because he was missing half his brain, so he didn't remember who he was. So he reformed into the person who would become. Robert Paulson.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. But he obviously doesn't survive this movie.
0: If you don't take into the fact that he was brutally murdered with a And then a his fucking body axe. was
1: shown underneath the dining room table. He was just sleeping. Ella after after <laughs> after being brutally murdered by an ice pick by Frankenfurter. And poor Columbia. Poor Columbia. Poor Columbia. I, <laughs> I feel for her so hard. She is such a fangirl for Frankenfurter, but she fell in love with Eddie, and she is behind Frankenfurter the whole time. I mean, she's the high pitched voice that you hear in the her Time Warp. Her
0: voice is like grating at times. I know,
1: and if I didn't have really, really, it's really mainly, bad allergies right now, I could do it. Like It's I mainly really the could. singing
0: that does it. Yeah. She gets better at the end. Yes. But any other time that she's singing, but it's also, like a like, made to be like she is forcibly making it as grating as possible. Well,
1: why did Riffroff and Magenta kill her? I don't understand. Because Magenta and Columbia are like the best of friends. They're watching the whole thing happen with. I think Brad it's because she was so much on the
0: side of Frankenfur that she would have in- interfered.
1: But I don't I don't know because she had... Well, didn't she jump in front? Because she stood up to Frankenfurter. She was like, I am not in this anymore. I don't understand why you're doing this. And then she got Medusa'd.
0: Well, wait, didn't didn't she jump in front of it initially? Or try to stop them at some point? Well, she what told them, them to stop. It. Yeah. And so like, oh, well, you're definitely going to be against us, bam. Right. But I think it was because she showed so much support... For Frankenfur, like yeah, she stood up to him and everything.
1: Yeah, she was like standing after, up to your
0: friends doesn't mean you're not going to be friends anymore.
1: Eddie died the second time, so to speak. She was, you know, Columbia came down. She's like, I am not having this. I don't understand why you're doing what you're doing. I have been following you for all these years, and first I, it was
0: me, then it was
1: Eddie, yeah. then it was Rocky, yeah.
0: and you're killing all of us.
1: Yeah, and then she gets Medusa. Yeah, I think she's one Which of the for first Medusa. Also, let's talk about getting Medusa for a sec. Why do you lose your clothes? That's a, that's exactly what I was just gonna ask. Yeah, like you have clothes on, but then all of a sudden you get Medusa and you're you naked. suddenly don't have clothes. Yeah, you're naked. Yeah, why? Why are you naked?
0: I mean. None of the people who get Medusa have particularly bad looking bodies.
1: No. I mean Susan Sarandon, who plays Janet, mm-hmm. she had been fully nude in previous films mm-hmm. to this and because the 70s were her prime. And she outright refused to be nude in this film. She said no. Huh. No way. Absolutely not. And What was this movie rated back then? um, Was this a hard R? I think it was maybe PG-13. Now it's a hard R. I don't
0: think PG-13 existed back then.
1: So it was whatever PG-13 was.
0: Well, because back then it went uh, G, P, G, R.
1: Then probably R. Um, It's definitely R now.
0: Because I I know PG-13 came about when it was like... You're rating it R, but it's really not that bad. Like, there's only a couple, like, curse words, and that's it.
1: I, and if it is a curse word, it's like, bitch, or
0: yeah, damn, it, well, or... Well, you get one fuck.
1: Yeah, I don't even think there was a fuck.
0: I don't know. There's a movie that actually was the driving force behind, or was like the final nail in the coffin on, like, creating a PG-13. I can't remember exactly what it was, But PG-13 came about because it was like, yes, it's not quite, you know, good enough to be PG. But it's definitely not like you need to be 17 to watch this. Yeah.
1: I mean, you definitely have to be 17 to watch this.
0: Yes. And you forced me to watch this when I was not 17. So, looks like... I mean, I
1: didn't watch it when I was... I mean, the first time I watched it was probably like 10 years old. So, I feel it. I feel it on a spiritual level. Now, now that I'm 30, (laughs) fucking kill me. um, I would not show it to my future children until they are at least 16, 17.
0: They're going to watch it before then. Maybe. Because you're going to reference it, inevitably. They're not going to understand it. And you're going to say, it's from this movie. And they're going to be like, okay... Then they're going to, because it'll be the future at that point, they're going to understand what streaming is and just look at it. You know what?
1: Honestly, now that I look back on it, maybe it'll be a little bit younger than that. Maybe it'll be like 12 to 14. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because really, honestly, while it's weird and it makes you somewhat... If you are questioning your sexuality, question it even more.
0: Or at least it'll give them some healthy skepticism. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> I, might, I might show it to them around 12, 12, 14. Pulp Fiction, my first...
0: I think Pulp Fiction before this one. Really? Because Pulp Fiction has a lot more ideas that are easy to wrap your head around at a younger age. Where And yes, there's cursing and everything, but... They're gonna be exposed to violence and cursing before that anyway, more than likely. The sexuality stuff, I think fourteen's probably the youngest.
1: Fourteen's probably a good age.
0: Fourteen or fifteen, something like that.
1: But I don't know.
0: But I know I definitely watched Pulp Fiction before This. Before this. And I think I was able to sit well with Pulp Fiction a lot easier than Rocky Horror.
1: Rocky Horror as an older adult has definitely made me feel a little bit more uncomfortable. But not in any sense of, like, sexuality or anything like that. I don't really care about that. Mm -hmm. I'll sing Sweet Transvestite every day or day. Uh, Before we started watching this film, I told Parker to turn on the the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And I started singing. And I started doing, like... The, I'm just a sweet transvestite yeah. from transsexual Transylvania. Like crazy. Yeah. I I will get into it. I'm not at all opposed to whatever you feel that you need to be do it. Do it,
0: girl. Do is it, it just boy. the absurdity I don't of the movie itself?
1: The movie itself is strange, and I don't know how else to put it. <clears throat> it's just it's just strange.
0: This, this is a reject uh, run of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> kind of, but it's also,
1: it's also not a reject. I think that...
0: This is one of the more outside ideas they had.
1: Yeah, no, I think that it's really just... If it were made 10, 20 years later, yeah, it might have been a little bit more different. But since it's so obscure from the time from which it came... I think that that makes it a little, uh, I don't really okay. know. But however, do not remake it. Do not remake this movie. If, are, Do not remake this movie. Do not do it. There are a few movies that do not need to be remade. And that's this one, Breakfast Club. Okay. Breakfast Club does not need to be remade.
0: It cannot be keep ma- remade it, today.
1: Keep it as it is. There is... Nothing that needs to be changed about it. But if it were made 20 years in the future...
0: It would be a very different movie.
1: It would be a very different movie. I'm also kind of curious as to see how that would be. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There's a little bit of me that kind of wishes that this movie were made a little later.
0: Okay. Um. I'm but it wouldn't have the cult following that it does now.
1: And so that's that's the thing. There's it's, some trade-offs there. But also Pul- or uh, Breakfast Club came out in the 80s. Yeah. So I mean even 10 years. Like just wait 10 more years to make this movie. And it would probably be
0: But it would be all hair bandy. Maybe. That's what I'm thinking.
1: Maybe. Uh but also it's not it's not so
0: I think the music would have been different. There would so, have been a lot more synthesizer.
1: Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but I don't I don't think that it would have been more hairbandy. I think it would have been more
0: I think it would have been just because that would have been the cultural reference at the time. Because hairbands were already in a very feminine look. So it wouldn't I'm not sure if like the corsets would have been in there. If that was in the original like stage play, then yeah, that probably would have been a part of it but like Frankfurter might have had uh hair down you know to his like middle back
1: yeah maybe maybe i i don't know i think it's perfect where it was made Mm -hmm. i i am not at all disputing that i definitely do think that if it were made a decade or two past it may have just it may have had the exact same quote following in which it has now I don't think that... You would
0: have different actors, too.
1: It really would. I Tim Curry was a fucking babe in the 70s. He was perfect for this role. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He had that flat stomach. He had those nice legs. He was able to wear those undies and those garters and that... corset corset perfectly and also the gentleman who played brad who is not coming off the top of my head right now at the end of the end scene the pool scene which sucks because i actually read that in the filming area there Mm -hmm. was no heat so after that was filmed susan sarandon had very bad pneumonia it was I one of the. Yeah. It was one of the most dangerous sets. In the seventies, it was so bad. It was so bad.
0: It was very easy to tell that it was cold. Yeah. If you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, the peepees were small and the nipples were hard. Like, there's <laughs> there's nothing else that we can say about that. Um, but it was it was crazy. But, let's get into how it ended before we finish
0: here this scene yeah. is out there
1: yeah so you can tell throughout the entire movie that riffraff and magenta are different different they are brother and sister however they don't act like brother and sister like if i acted like how magenta and riffraff act like towards you it We'd would be per- extremely uncomfortable.
0: Oh yeah, very much. It, I, I, I
1: don't even hug you.
0: <laughs> this is true.
1: I. I hug I'm not you, a hugger. And if I do hug you, it's a quick, okay, hug, pat, pat. Okay, we're going by. quick, uh, yeah, bro hug yeah, and move on. Yeah, but these two, <laughs> these two are I'm uncomfortable like each other. throughout Faces. the entire time. They grab hands. They come nose to nose quite a few times it's um
0: hey you know different culture
1: yeah i mean I'm i don't not know how it here. is on transylvania or the transsexual so that's they but do in their yeah right i mean <laughs> cool whatever do you boo but it's um not something i would do but how it is is that riffraff columbia or riffraff magenta and frankenfurter all come from transsexual transylvania and all Riff Raff and Columbia, or fuck, Magenta want to do is go back to their home planet. Yeah. That is all that they want to do. However, Frankenfurter is like, I'm cool here. I don't want to go anywhere.
0: I have experiments that I'm doing. Right. I want to stay I,
1: here. I've i made Rocky. I. Rocky! Rocky, Janet, Brad! I've done everything that I want to do here. Why would I want to go? Go back. Yeah. So after everybody's Medusad, from the professor to Brad to Janet to Columbia, everybody's Medusa'd. And then after they get Medusa'd, they wake up after they get de medusa literally. Mm-hmm. They're waking up in matching tights, high heels, underwear, corsets. They're yeah. just all in the same thing. And then there's this last musical number where they're all on stage. It gets really weird. It gets really weird. And it's like the
0: start of an orgy, but then gets shortened. Yep. For reasons. Yeah, which is where everybody got
1: sick. Where Susan Sarandon got her pneumonia. Where it got really strange because there's this pool.
0: It very much seems to me that a (sighs) lot of the numbers in this movie were done in one takes.
1: All the musical numbers?
0: Like that last thing, it very much the editing is such that it seems like they were using multiple cameras, but it was all done as if it was a stage play. So there was the one take.
1: Well, it makes sense considering it was a play first.
0: Yeah. And so they treated it like it was a one take. They may have done multiple times for it to see what they could do, but it was all done in one go. Um, and so maybe she also got it because they did it multiple times.
1: Yeah, and also, do you think the professor's legs are actually his legs?
0: Yeah, why not?
1: I don't know. They seem very feminine. He's
0: sitting down in a fairly loose uh, suit, so he might actually be uh, a little bit more in shape than we thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Plus, there's no guarantee that like he's and obviously also he's under...
1: under the influence of whatever is yeah. there. The alien energy. He should be going nuts. The electromagnetic. His legs energy. work again. Yep
0: yeah <laughs> he's still um, going around in the wheelchair but his legs work again
1: yeah yeah and then so they're doing their number and then magenta okay. and riffraff come in and magenta has bright of frankenstein hair like crazy <laughs> bright of frankenstein hair like a white upside the side and riffraff and they basically tell has an onion top yeah they basically tell Frank Inverter to go fuck himself. We do not want to stay here. We're in now. We have been trying to go back to our home planet. And that's what you promised us. And now you want to stay here. So no. That's not, that's not what we're doing. And that's when the extremely mediocre special effects come in. <laughs> it, is it is so bad.
0: It is However, lightning bolt cartoon
1: yeah however i understand it is 1975
0: it it has like a he has
1: like a a trident that's pointed at a 90 degree angle and that's his gun he is pointing a trident at someone and he starts with columbia he shoots columbia first Columbia, yeah,
0: she, she does something to trigger it.
1: Yeah, Columbia gets demeduced and then all of a sudden she tells Magenta and Riff Raff to stop doing whatever they're doing. And they say, no, fuck you, we're going to zap the fuck out of you with our trident. Which, and the way
0: it's explained is that this thing literally annihilates you from existence. Yeah, yeah, you get shot with it, and you're done. But see, the thing is, is it annihilates you from existence, like, you're just gone. Yeah. Yeah, you don't but get no, to you, you, just, you don't
1: get to go to heaven. You don't get to hell. You just your soul is done.
0: But with this, it's just like you just cease function. Yep. Like your body's still there and everything, because the way they describe it, it's like your body's just gone. Like you have ceased to exist from this plane of existence. Right, right.
1: So, <laughs> so is like magenta, raff, No, and then they shoot her, and then they shoot Frankenfurter. Yep. They shoot Frankenfurter and Rocky. Is like, no.
0: He goes full King Kong. No!
1: Uh! <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: no. Starts even climbing the tower and everything. Yeah. Which I with, thought was that. With
1: on his back. He is so pissed that these guys have killed.
0: It also takes like a billion shots to kill. Yeah. Rocky. Well,
1: it, it just kind of bounces right off of him because yeah. he is not human and he's not whatever. The transsexual, well, transvestite. Yeah, uh, being. yeah. He he's not able to do. Yeah, he's just not reacting the way that they needed to. And then you have Brad, Janet, and the doctor, or just the professor inside. off the side. Like, um, cool. Can we go?
0: <laughs> well, we're gonna <laughs> leave in like PM. Don't five need to minutes. So you better be get move on. Be here anymore, right?
1: <laughs> and then once Frankenfurter... And Rocky, are dead, Riff Raff, and Magenta look at Janet, Brad, and the doctor and say, "Um, you need to go because we're about to lift off.
0: We're going to take the whole house and everything? Yeah, And you don't want to be here when that happens. So kindly fuck off.
1: Yeah. They say, "Um, go now. Do it now. They barely make it out. They barely make it out. They give them probably... Like a minute seconds. and a half, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's... they are outside of the house. And next thing you know, the the house takes lift off.
0: No, the house just disappears. Well, uh, I mean, it lifts off and everything, yeah. but it like slowly like fades. Too. Yeah,
1: yeah. But this comes back to the gentleman who is basically quote unquote narrating the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He is saying, hey, here's the story of this dude, this girl, and so-and-so. Um, and then he opens up a folder at, to police reports. So, you have to wonder what those police reports say. I mean, think about it. <laughs> I think bet about if you paused,
0: it. you could probably read them.
1: I mean... Because there is
0: text on there. Yeah. That is I legible. mean, think
1: about it. You have Brad's police report. You have Janet's police report. The- you have...
0: I would I would wonder what the differences between them would be.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, but Everett, so Professor Everett Scott, which I don't know if we had mentioned, is the uncle of Eddie.
0: Yeah, we did. Okay. We mentioned that. Okay.
1: So, he was there for the whole reason of finding his nephew and it's just it's kind of a come around where Janet and Brad were going to visit Everett Scott. And then Everett Scott ended up in the same place. Cause he was looking well, he was for actually in the
0: area. Like, yeah. He well, he, the they area.
1: were, they were like 3.7 miles away from Everett Scott's place. Yeah. He, he was not, they weren't, they weren't planning on all ending up at this castle. That's just, that's just how it had. That's just how it happened. It's just fucking damn it. I'm not thinking Janet. of the word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whatever. It was but, a coincidence. Yeah, a coincidence of souls. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So what? Uh, yeah. What do you rate this movie?
1: Practicality wise, <laughs> a five.
0: Yeah, I think with the budget that they had, that's. Uh, but they reasonable. were
1: offered more budget and they didn't accept it. So yeah, I'm fair. gonna give it a five.
0: Yeah. I'll probably give it like a four. Yeah. This was a very, this very much seemed like a college film to me. Yeah. <laughs> or what someone in college would make uh, who is trying to be as absurdist as possible without... And it
1: really is. It's absurd. And especially absurd in 1975. Yeah, I can't even as, imagine.
0: As far as the fun scale, it's probably like a seven.
1: A fun scale, I'd give it a nine. Okay. Yeah, I really, I, I enjoy this movie but regardless of how much I've grown in myself. Mm-hmm. I still watch it and I'm like, this is kinda of fun. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I still give it a nine, but seven in practicality or five in practicality and a nine in fun. I still have a really good time watching this film. Um
0: I I could take it or leave it. It's it's not a movie that if it comes on I'm gonna fucking sit through and watch it. Yeah. That's not that's not this kind of movie. No. This is a movie where I have to be like told you're going to watch this, like for this podcast or <laughs> there's a group of people who I'm just voted out on, you know, watching this movie. It's gonna be one of those things where Yes, I'll sit through it, but this is not my first choice on what to watch. It's just
1: not. After watching
0: it... It is a movie you should watch at least once. Yes. I will say that. Yes. Because there's a lot of things pop culturally that you need to know.
1: That, and it's just, there's so many different facts about this that we didn't even cover. It is so crazy how much this movie has actually made an impact on... How people today live. Well, it's featured
0: in several other movies. Like, as far as recent movies, and I say recent as in, like, the last 10 years. Like, Perks of Being a Wallflower, which is an uh, Emma Watson movie. It's also a really great book. She... They go to one of these showings for Rocky Horror Picture Show. Because she and her friends are apparently huge fans of that. And go to this thing on a like weekly basis yeah
1: if you have an opportunity to go to a midnight showing a rocky horror picture show
0: i bet fucking that's an experience do it
1: do it do it do it do it do it it is so wonderful people will get up and dance and sing and it's just it's a time to unite it really is i this this movie is it brings people together it, because it brings them together in weirdness. I'm hot. Oh. It, uh, it brings them... It, it unites people in their weirdness. And okay. that's why I love it. Because you find another person who knows how to do the time warp. Mm. Fucking get after it. Yeah. Like, I, will, I will do the time warp with you every day or every day. I don't care. I will do it no matter where we are i will do the time warp with you and i'll sing sweet transvestite every day i i enjoy this film the 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 soundtrack the the premise it's it's interesting
0: yeah but it's it's definitely an interesting premise i i think this is one of those uh, callbacks to like the '50s and '60s, like really bad, like sci-fi films. That oh, kind of it's, it's a
1: bad sci-fi film, for sure. I oh, hate yeah. that it's I hate that it's classified as sci-fi. Well, I it wish it makes that sense though. It does. It totally does. But if it weren't classified as sci-fi, I think it would actually be bigger than mm-hmm. it is. No, but it,
0: the the nature of the story. Is a Frankenstein slash alien? Yeah, I mean that's, that's what it is. I mean that
1: makes sense. Yeah, because the main the main character is Frankenfurter.
0: Yeah. Well, not only that, you're also you have a guy creating life or a life form. You have aliens situated. It is a sci-fi film. You would change so much about this movie if you took out the sci-fi elements. Yeah, that this makes sense. This movie would not make sense without it. Yeah. It cannot be not classified as sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So I take I recant my statement. Damn straight. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Anyway. All right, guys. We'll be back in a month. It is now the last day of February. We probably will not record again until April. Yeah. So um, we appreciate you listening. If we do record
0: again between now and April, it won't come out until April. So it doesn't really matter Yeah,
1: between moving and all the trips that we're taking and...
0: Yeah, it's it's, a it's,
1: lot. it's going to be a crazy month. So if you are a avid listener, we are sorry that you will not be getting a episode for a month. However, it's just the way that our lives work out. So, but
0: since I'm the one getting to pick the next movie. Yes.
1: Yes. What is your movie, Tyler?
0: Uh, it, it's it another is,
1: sci-fi movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it is Men in Black. Yes. I just the that, first one. Just the first one. But... I thought I had watched like a clip randomly. It just kind of came up into my my recommended on YouTube. And I was like, I need to rewatch this movie. And then I was like, wait a minute. I could watch this movie right now. But we should do this for the podcast. This yeah. is like I a mean, perfect movie. I mean, there's nothing wrong movie. with Tommy
1: Lee Jones and Will Smith. Like, yeah. you can't go wrong. You <laughs> cannot go wrong. You know what kind of
0: sure they have on there? <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's, such an, it's such an epic it has, film.
0: It has one of the most just... In your face great reflections on society monologues by Tommy Lee Jones.
1: Tommy Lee Jones is a legend.
0: Oh yeah, I yeah. Yeah. So I I think this will be a great movie for us to review.
1: I think so too.
0: I think so too.
1: And I will be picking the beer. Okay. I promise it won't be an IPA. So is this
0: what it's gonna be now? Is where if you don't pick the movie, you pick the beer. I mean I think that's
1: probably how it's gonna be at this point.
0: Yeah. Yep. We've kind of slid right into that thing. You know, I do words well.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry.
0: I do words good.
1: I do words good. (laughs) Yep. All right, guys. We'll see you in a month with Men in Black and a beer that Kendra picks. Yay! All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later.
0: Oof. Bye. Bye. Man, I'm so freaking hungry right now. I don't... That beer hit me so fucking hard. Did it? Because I have only been snacking for like the rest of the day, so it's just kind of. Thank you for listening to Send Help. All we have in the desert is beer and movies podcast. If you do have any beer or movie recommendations, please uh, look at the description below or whatever the description placement is on whatever platform you're listening it on, and look at our socials and recommend send us a tweet, email, whatever thing you prefer, and send us that there. I know this is very convoluted. Just don't add me with that kind of thing. Just recommendations, please. Anyway, bye.